I am so excited that Hannah Olet is here this morning. Yeah. If you're not awake, you will be by the time she's done. Okay. We know that there is such a fire inside of her. We had a hard time getting in the door this morning because we were preaching to each other in the car. Whoa, get ready, get ready. Hannah comes to us from Denver, Colorado. She and her husband, Jacob, pastor a church there called Thrive. And we're just praying a blessing over that church. They are thriving. And last year, several of us went and attended her women's conference in Denver called Flourish. And um, it was just absolutely amazing. And I'm sure she may share a little bit more about that ministry. But she's a mom. She's a pastor. She travels. She speaks. And she's here with us this morning. So please welcome her as she comes. We're so honored to have you with us this morning. Happy Valentine's Day, ladies. Y'all look good. Look to the lead on your right, your right and say, you look beautiful. Look to the one on your left. Say, girl, have you lost 10 pounds? That's right. And if they haven't, just lie. Just lie and smile. Now we all feel good, right? Say, you need to eat that chocolate because you're so skinny. Put some meat on those bones. Oh my goodness, I'm so happy to be with you ladies. How are y'all doing this morning? You guys know I'm from Michigan, right? Did you know that? My dad uh, pastors Cornerstone Church in Highland. And so, you know, I've only been in Denver. We just celebrated our sixth year as a church on Sunday. Mm, mm, mm. You know what this is? This is me kicking devils, punching them in the face and seeing God do awesome things. Anyone else look like this in the spirit today? You're just punching things, punching things. And um, we celebrate our 60th anniversary. So that means we've been now in Colorado about six and a half years. And I got to tell you, though, I've got I've become a sissy quick. I got off that plane yesterday and came outside. and I was like, what is happening to my body? I am shaking uncontrollably. And I thought, oh, I know it's Michigan. It says it's snowing. It's going to be a high of 26. But I can wear cute little capri black pleather pants and heels and be just fine. Y'all know, uh-uh. That's not what happened. So today I got my long pants and my boots on and my furry sweater, and I'm here to respect the snow. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm so glad to be with you all, though, today. Um, my husband and I, before uh, 2019 and um, a little bit of 2018, we really prayed before even opportunities pre presented themselves to um, for me to travel and speak. We're very, very prayerful and focused as a family. So everything we do, I, it, it is a lot, but it's a lot on purpose, and it's a lot that's chosen very prayerfully. And there's a lot of things we say no to as well. There's a lot of things we say no to. And um, this was a green light, 100%. Anything Res Life asks, anything Karen asks, our answer is yes. And so um, I'm honored to be here this weekend to serve your house, to serve the work of God. I want you to know I honor what the Lord is doing. Um, this is awesome. This is awesome. Thursday morning, look around. All of you women here, this is awesome. This, this doesn't happen by accident. Um, and I know this has been around. How long have you been doing Impact, Pastor Karen? A long time. 
decades for it to sustain. And I got to tell you, I was here last year, correct? There's something new God's doing. There's a new thing. He's, isn't that awesome that even th something that's existed for a while, God takes us from glory to glory to glory within it? Amen. And so I just want to encourage you guys. You're a part of something alive and fresh, and this is awesome. So it is my joy and my honor to be here. And can we just honor Pastor Karen for leading faithfully, fiercely, the front lines, because new things don't happen in the same place by accident. And so I'm just so thankful for her and her heart. So y'all want to see my kids, what they look like right now? I think we got a picture of my family. You know, people, there's my family. That was this summer. That's my hot, hottie husband, Jacob. And then we got Faithlin, who's 11, going on 18. Pray for me, people. Holy lordy, I need that workshop, Pastor Karen. You know, parenting has changed drastically in one year for me. Just going from 10 to 11, we are in the season of lots of conversations. Is this, is this true? Is this real? Someone ahead of me, give me some love. Like my daughter wants to talk about how she feels. And I got it the other day. She goes, mom, she came home from school. She's like, I don't know why. But I just feel like I need to cry. And I'm not even sure why. And I was like, oh, honey, here, it's a little something called Jesus hormones and chocolate will make it all better. Just come to mama. So we're in a new season of parenting. Ethan is eight. He just started basketball and he is on fire. He's awesome. And then we have the church plant between the two boys. So I do have four children called Thrive Church. And then I have Graham, who's now four. Graham, the man, he was named after Billy Graham and my father, um, Tim. So his name is Graham Timothy, and he is fierce and strong. And careful what you name them, right? Be careful what you name them. And so that's my family. That's my family. And so so today, 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 are y'all ready for the word of God? Okay, I, I already feel like I have permission, but I just got to ask for it. Do I have permission from you this morning to bring you the fullness of the word that I believe I'm carrying for us today? And for any of you who have never met me or been a part of ministry with me, I just want you to know um, I come to you this morning not to talk at you, but to journey in the word with you. And so what you hear from me might come with great conviction and passion, and it might sound like I'm at a place of arrival with it, but oh no, I am on this constant journey of becoming more like Christ, understanding him, grabbing a hold of his word, and um, that's an exciting journey to be on, and I'm honored to be on it with you here this morning together. So today is a day for you to move from surviving to thriving. Okay? Today is a day for you to move from surviving to thriving in your hope, in your faith, in your health, in your questions, in your doubts, in your fears, in your relationships, in your situation, in your circumstance. And why? Because, anybody hear me in my Bible right there? Because the Word of God is alive. 
And it is powerful and it is transforming. And because the word of God is alive, it has the ability, if given permission and authority, to continually take us from places where we might get stuck, stagnant, complacent, or feeling like we're surviving into a new realm of his glory, his power, his authority, his thriving. So today is a day from moving from surviving to thriving. And I believe if you give the word of God permission this morning, just even right now where you're at, just God, I I give you permission this morning, your word, your spirit, um, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to say, I'm going to lay down my thoughts, my preconceived ideas, my pride. Anyone else got some pride like this pastor's wife? Just this pastor's wife? Where are you at, ladies? Come on, let's be, there we are. Okay, now we're going to get somewhere. And I'm going to give you permission to do what you want to do. I believe the word of God isn't just going to bounce off your ears or your heart, but it's going to lay hold tonight. It's going to lay hold this morning. I got a message for us today um, on breakthrough. Breakthrough. Mark chapter 2 is going to be our passage of scripture. If you got your Bible, Mark chapter 2, verse, we're going to start in verse 1, and I'm going to read 12 verses. Can I read the word to us this morning? Is that okay? 12 verses. Mark chapter 2, starting in verse 1, it says this, When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. And soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, the people who have gathered in this home, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head, And then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, What is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking. And he asked them, so why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven? Or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and he said, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat and walked out through the stunned onlookers. And they were all amazed and praised God exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. Now, before I speak to breakthrough, before I begin to speak faith to the very places and spaces you might feel like you are surviving today, I believe that the Spirit of God in 2019, not just in Denver, not just in Thrive, but for the local church and the body of Christ as a whole, I believe that we have the ability, if we give him authority and permission, to get to the end of 2019. And because of the goodness and the faithfulness of God, I believe we will declare and say, we have never seen anything like this before. 
And if that makes your spiritual baby leap, you just got to hold on to that. Because I believe that is something God is doing among his people here in 2019. Write this down if you're taking notes. Through the roof and to your breakthrough. Through the roof and to your breakthrough. This paralyzed man was in need of a breakthrough. He was in need of a miracle. Would anyone agree with me? He was in need of something that would bring drastic change. He was in need of going from a state of physical brokenness to wholeness. I'm going to say that again. This man was in need of going from a state of physical, maybe for someone here today, spiritual, emotional brokenness to wholeness. In 2019, you know, the start of a year, it just invites, it evokes, it um, sparks this desire to believe God with, for new things, doesn't it? It just comes with the new year, new goals, new resolutions, um, new promises, new um, declarations of faith, some God-given and sometimes, I don't know about you, but my life, I even have those things I'm not sure God's speaking, but I'm just going to put them before him, things I'm desiring. It, it's the, new, the start of a new year, it's a compilation of a lot of dynamics and things we're hoping for and new starts and new beginnings. But I just wonder if there is a sister in this room here this morning and there is something on the New Year's list that you are contemplating not writing down because you'll be writing it down again. It's presenting feelings of, but I've believed for this before. I've asked for this before. I've been waiting for God to move on that before. And here we are at the start of 2019, and you might be struggling to believe that in this new year, 2019, God could do something with that thing that you've believed him for in 2018, 2017, maybe 2010. And you might be wrestling with thoughts of maybe this just is one of those things that's too big. Maybe it's one of those things that's just too permanent. Maybe this is just who I am. Maybe this is just who he is. Maybe this is just our story. Maybe this is just my battle. Maybe this is just my struggle. And I've just, I got on an airplane and left my home on Valentine's weekend, not to come here and tickle your ears, but to fight for your heart and your soul because you are my sister in Christ. And I'm here to confront those thoughts that might be haunting, floating, and tormenting you here this morning to tell you that is not the heart of your God. That is not the plan of your good, good father. I'm here to tell you that there is nothing that is too big, too great, been around one day too long that your God cannot speak to, move, change, shift, and bring divine reversal to. 
This man was in need of a miracle. Come on, church people. Let's not act like every day is wonderful and every day looks like my fuzzy $8 Target sweater that I got on clearance. Thank you, Jesus, in the junior section. No. There are days that they are a struggle. There are days where you feel like everything under heaven is fighting for your faith, for your marriage, for that child, for your finances, for your health, for your peace. Are you with me here this morning? But then we get to realize that where we are is not where we need to stay because we have access to a God who is in the business of taking everything under heaven and putting the power and the authority of the impossible and the miraculous on our earthly situations, emotions, feelings, and circumstances. This man needed a miracle. He needed a miracle. How do you know when you are in need of breakthrough? Have you ever been going through something and then and you've been going through something for a while, but because you're in life and it's busy, you don't really realize what you're going through? And then something happens. You freak out. You act like the devil. You do something that evokes a response or someone responds to you. And you step back and you realize, I think this isn't okay. Have you ever been there before? Or just the over-caffeinated women like me? Okay, good. We, I, I love you ladies. We're sisters here today. You know you are in need of a breakthrough when everything in the natural... Come on, ladies. When everything in the natural will not and cannot bring change to that situation that is in front of you. When you have gone to every doctor, you have gone to every counselor, you've gone to every prayer moment, you've talked to every person you know to talk to, you've taken every financial class, you've done all you can with that child, you've done the love dare to that husband again and again and again, and here you are and you have come to a realization that there is nothing else in the natural that I can touch, that I can grab, that I can do that will bring change to that that situation. My friends, that's an amazing place to be because that's where we end and the power of God begins and breakthrough is present for heaven to move. This is how you know when you are in need. This is what breakthrough means. I love definitions. I'm a word girl. That's why Hobby Lobby was made for people like me. I go in there and I see little quotes and definitions and scriptures. I just want to put them all over my walls. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Maybe because I'm not super smart and I just need that. I don't know. But the definition of breakthrough is this. Oh, mm, if you like this definition, don't sit there silent. Let me know you like this definition. Let Jesus know you like this. If you need this definition in a situation in your life, let me hear it here this morning. Definition of breakthrough. Moving through or beyond a sudden advance. One more time, you got your thing? Everyone get your thing. Get your thing you need breakthrough in. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Maybe it's this, this is my thing. It's going to, get, get your thing. Someone get, get something in your hand. Put something in your hand. To re, we're women. We need to touch. We need to feel. Get something that represents you got your breakthrough. You know what this thing means? Look at that thing. You've never hated this thing more in your life, have you? Okay, here we go. What is breakthrough? Mm, here we go. I'm moving through or beyond a sudden advance. Woo! Breakthrough. Breakthrough, breakthrough, breakthrough. Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2. 
This paralyzed man was in need of breakthrough. He was unable to move. And I got to tell you, areas in our life, if they are left untouched by God, Areas, these areas that present themselves that we just think is a part of life and what we're going through, but all of a sudden it's hanging around longer than it's supposed to. It's harder than it's supposed to be. Nothing can move it, change it, shake it. If we don't take these things and bring them into the presence of God, if they are, unle- if they are left untouched by his presence, they can paralyze pockets of who we are. Where, yeah, you're serving God, you're functioning, you're working, but when it comes to faith in that area or trust in that area or belief in that area or peace in that area, we can become paralyzed in pockets of our heart and soul when these places and things where we need breakthrough are just existing and we're not letting them be brought into the presence of God. God's plan, here's some good news, and this is just my intro, but don't you promise, end on time. God's plan is never to leave you. God's plan is never to leave us in unchanged, paralyzed places and spaces. But his heart and his desire is always to move us through them. Through them through them. There's three things out of Mark chapter 2 that I see moved this man through the roof into his breakthrough. And there's more. I'd encourage you to, for those of you, you're just like, oh man, Hannah, you have no idea how timely this word is. I'd encourage you to continue to study this. Draw out more treasures and revelations for yourself in your life. But just three things I want to bring to our attention the first thing is this, this, this paralyzed man who was in need of a miracle and eventually got it, he had number one, if you're taking notes, write this down, breakthrough friends. Now, I know we're women here. This isn't a bunch of young people and teenagers, but I got to tell you something. I am learning at 38 years old, the friendships I choose today are just as important, maybe even more so than the ones when I was 18, 16, 13. Breakthrough, this man had breakthrough friends. What do I mean? Verse 3 says, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. Something happened, and the the dynamics of this friendship between these five men, the four carrying him and the one paralyzed, where these four men got more concerned more consumed, had more empathy, greater compassion for their friend's healing than for the reality of his brokenness. Something shifted. They moved from a place of listening to his problems, feeling bad about his situation, concerned about it, to doing something about it. Something happened. When Jesus came into town, something shifted on the inside of them that said, bro, I love you. I care about you. 
I'm, I'm still gonna be here for you to talk to me about this, but I gotta get you in position for your healing. We gotta move through this. Are y'all with me here this morning? Listen, I wanna tell you, we need friends to listen. We need women of God to care who will be there, but then we need friends who will say it is time to get your breakthrough. I'm gonna keep believing with you. I'm gonna keep standing in faith with you, but honey, we gotta stop praying about it, talking about it, and you gotta get yourself in position in front of the one who can heal. And if you're too weak and paralyzed to take yourself there, don't you worry. I got some other people and we're gonna care you to the place that distributes God's grace. Breakthrough friends. Facebook's wonderful to get a lot of love and support. Posting your problems. The things I see people put on there today, I'm just shocked. Flabbergasted. The world today is using social media and the comments and the likes or the dislikes to at times be their compass and their guide to what to do next, decisions they should make, what's right. I'm here to tell you today that you don't have to worry about who likes or doesn't like what you're doing, what people have to say about it. You've got the word of God. We've got the word of God that is our compass and our guide and our torch that lights the path that you need to walk in. And if you feel paralyzed in any place here today, I have come from Denver to tell you that is not the heart of God for your life. He wants to move you from where you are to the place where his grace is present and if you got friends who are just hanging out you know this isn't my notes but someone needs to hear this there are people there are women where they enjoy you paralyzed they enjoy you laying on the floor needing them and when you get free they ain't gonna be able to handle it go God Breakthrough friends. These men moved this man from a place of isolation and dependency on others. And that's why friendships can get weird. We can get dependent on one another instead of the power of God. We can get dependent on texting that prayer partner, dependent on talking about it in circles and holy huddles. But what we got to do is there comes a point and there comes a time. Those things are good. Trust me, those things are good. But there comes a point where we got to say, honey, I love you, sister, I got you, but it's time to go to the one who can give you the answer. They moved this man from a place of isolation and dependency on others to the place of his breakthrough. Two powerful things had to happen in this friendship for this to take place. I gotta tell you something. I, I, I'm practicing what I'm preaching. I'm promising you. At the start of every year in the middle of our fast, I pray, I ask God as a grown woman, who are the friendships that he wants me to steward and invest in? And where are the friendships he wants me with grace and love and mercy to gently let go of? 
Because I'm telling you what, I'm not on this earth to play games. I am here and I am saying yes to God because I believe he has a purpose on my life. He has a purpose in my marriage. My yes to him is connected to the legacy that is on my children and my children's children. And I'm not going to hang out with those who are drawing me to dependency on flesh. I am looking for sisters who say, I hear you. I love you. That's terrible. Eat a pound of chocolate, but then baby girl, you better go get in the presence of your Abba Father and listen for his voice. Let him speak. Someone say breakthrough. Grab that thing that represents where you need God to move and change and say breakthrough. Breakthrough. Whoo, Pastor Karen. Two things I saw. I got, I got distracted. I'm coming back. This paralyzed man had to give them permission right? Excuse me, ma'am. I want to grab this chair. I want to grab it. This represents him. I believe, I don't know, and I might be wrong. There's some parts of scripture we, we do our best to study through commentaries and research, but then there's stuff that's just up for our imagination. But I like to think that these men, um, these friends, didn't take him without his permission. They're like, well, you're just... <laughs> I mean, we all know how that works, right? You can't take someone anywhere they don't want to go. I've tried. It ain't good. Bro, I heard about this man named Jesus. I know. I know. Listen, he's in a house in a Jewish home. We want to be honest with you. It's going to be packed. People from all over the town are going to be there. I know it's been a long time since you've been in public. It's just been us guys hanging. But we want to ask permission. Would you be willing to let us carry you? It's going to be a little uncomfortable, but we promise. Look at us. We're good. We're strong. We got you. What we're going to do is we're going to lay this mat down. We, we, you know, Joe put some handles on the side. We're going to put some extra blankets under your feet and your head. We promise we're, gonna, we're not going to drop you. We're going to carry you very gently and slowly and with your permission. And we don't know what's going to happen. We don't, know, we don't know if what we're hearing about him is true, but we just feel, we feel like it's, we need to do this. We got to get you there. And this might be the moment for, for something to change in your life. But we need, are you okay? Will you let us do this? We'll, we'll bathe you. We'll cut those toenails. We'll brush your hair. Whatever you're worried about, we got you. We got you. But can we do that? Can we do that? This man had to give them permission. I just like to imagine, just because, you know, God, he's so awesome. He's so God. He's so king. He's so Lord. He's so Savior. But at the same time, he's so gentle. And he doesn't force himself on us. And I just like to imagine this man gave these men permission, just like we got to give him permission, ladies. We got to give him permission to have authority and to do and to take us to where he wants to take us. And then these friends, they took the position physically. I believe once he said yes, I believe they got him ready. And they took their position to move him to his miracle. Just, I got you. It's all right, man. It's okay. And they carried him and they put him in position for his miracle. These men... This was a man. Can you imagine the pride? 
Oh my goodness, what this man, this paralyzed man, who knows how long, commentaries say different things, but here he is in this place, unable to move, dependent on other men. And these men, not church ladies, not crazy teenagers, these men, they carry him to a place of position. They carried him past their own words, past their own ideas, past their own thoughts, and into the presence of Jesus and my friends in our life in our, and in the lives of others, as a friend to others and as a paralyzed person at times, in ourselves, We need breakthrough friendships. If you believe that, say yes. Number two, the, these men in Mark chapter 2 had breakthrough resolve, Ugh, determination. How strange, how out of the ordinary, how desperate these men's desire was for Jesus to heal their friend. There was a resolve of, I don't know what's going to happen, but we got to do this and we're going to figure out a way. Listen, I have found in my life, I don't know about yours, but God often brings breakthroughs in ways that do not make sense to my natural mind. Have you ever been there before? You know, you got a situation. Have you ever found yourself helping Jesus out a little bit? You got a situation, you got a circumstance, and it's like you're in prayer and you're like, hey, Lord, I want you to know I figured out how you could do this. And you would get all the glory. It'd be amazing. If you just did a little bit of this on the left, a little bit of shaky, shaky on the right, a little open dory dory in the front, a little closed dory dory on the back. I'm telling you what, God, we're, we're going to be looking good. It's I mean, you will be seen. That's great. And, you know, we think we can help cut out. And God's just up there. I feel like with me, this is what he does. He just does this a lot with Hannah. I just think there's a lot of that. I feel like when I see Jesus, he's just going to have a big red welt on his forehead from all the. With Hannah, and he has lots of grace and mercy with me. But let's, let me talk about this. Here we are in Mark chapter 2. God brings breakthroughs in ways that don't always make sense. These men, they carry them through town and they get to this home. It's a home. It's a Jewish home. It's not a synagogue. It's not a place of worship. It's not a temple. It's a home. Someone say home. And, and studies and research and history shows this was just a Jewish home. So there was no upper room. It was one floor. And studies say that probably what happened, you know, they see that the house is packed. It's through the door. They can't get in. So they climb people. Ladies, please, imagine this with me. They took this paralyzed man. Not only do they carry him through town to this place. But then they had such a breakthrough resolve of anticipation and what the power of God could do. They lift him up on a roof, arms shaking. I believe sweat dripping off their faces, determined not to wound and drop him in the process. And then they get to the roof, and I just see them saying, okay, ready, on the count of three, Lord. One, two, three, Okay, what do we got here, guys? We got tiles. We got to get the tiles off. And I just imagine them taking this. This is what history says. So they start taking the tiles off. And no, we got dirt. All right, we need a dirt. Let's dig. Let's dig. Start digging. And this paralyzed man, I just imagine him saying, guys, bro, 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 what are you doing? I don't know if I can handle this. Oh, have you ever found yourself saying that to God? I'm going to lift both hands. 
and a foot. Guys, wait. I said yes to taking me, but what do you mean? You're digging a hole. What does that mean? Who's in there? Who's in there? Who's in there from town? I, I don't know if I want to see them. Where are you, you going to put me through the roof? Guys, guys, wait, please. No, this is, this is crazy. Not, not, not to mention, like, what are you doing? You're ruining this guy's roof. It's okay. Dig, just, just dig, dig, dig. They carried on the roof. They removed the tiles. They resolved not to be disappointed. The enemy, he's such a deceiver. He's such a liar. We see it in Genesis 1 in the garden. I mean, what is he, how does he hijack the whole promise of the garden from Eve with one question of doubt? Here it is. Did God really say? It's what the serpent does with Eve. Did God really say? And we can be in position and motion for our miracle, and we can just let the thoughts of disappointment and doubt hijack the provision of the breakthrough. So if you've got thoughts of, did God really say that to me? Did he really promise that about my life? Did he really promise that about my marriage? Did he really promise that about my children, about our future, about the ministry, about job, promotion? Yes. Yes. Then they lower him through the roof. Oh, my goodness gracious. I just invite you to be foolish for Jesus in 2019. And some of you need to go out and get yourself a shovel and get a dirty one. Get yourself a dirty, used, old shovel, and you just need to carry it around in 2019 and be that weird person in Granville. And just carry around a shovel. And people are going to say, hey, Hannah, that's weird. Why are you carrying around a shovel? And I'm going to say, I'm so glad you asked. Let me tell you something here tonight. This is what I look like in the Spirit standing before you here this morning. There are some things that the Spirit of God is stirring on the inside of my between heaven and earth in my city right now. I feel like I am standing in between, as Hebrews talks about, the seen and the unseen. And I don't know how to get from here to there, but all I just hear every day, even at 4 a.m. Denver time this morning in the residence in hotel, is the Spirit of God waking me up and saying, baby girl, dig, dig, dig in prayer, dig in faith, dig for what you cannot see. God desires to bring the unseen into the scene. The unseen into the scene. So that marriage, that husband who's looking like a fool, instead of chocolate, you want to give him rat poisoning at dinner tonight? Oh, no, no, no. You begin to speak the promises of God over that man. That he is good. That he is the head and not the tail. That we walk in unity towards the purpose and the will of God. That he is fearfully and wonderfully made. That integrity surrounds him. That he hears the voice of God. That he serves me and loves me as he says God serves and loves the body of Christ. And you begin to dig in the spirit with words of faith what you only can see in the unseen and you get your breakthrough. Breakthrough. Someone say breakthrough. Look at the neighbor on your your right and say, girl, I'm digging. I'm digging. I don't know how, I don't know when, but you can find me weird with a shovel. Don't ever make an assumption about someone's future based on their present. 
I pray. I pray. Oh, Lord Jesus, I ask you that I would be found speaking the heart of God over individuals and people's future, not the present. Over the unseen, not the seen. Because the seen, I just want to tell you right now, what you're walking through, if you allow it, it'll be for the perfecting of God's good and perfect will in your life. It will not set you back. It will not cause you to fail. It will not truly harm you. Because the word of God says, no weapon formed against you, so we know they're coming, but no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Are y'all still with me? Last one, closing with this. Number three, breakthrough was spoken. Mm. Verse 10 in Mark chapter 2. Jesus is so fed up with the religious. I love how annoyed he is with the religious, don't you? Because I get mad. I get mad at stuff, you know? And it makes me happy that Jesus got mad. And he gets mad. And he's like, hey, I know what you're thinking. Idiots. <laughs> I like to imagine him saying that, you know, in his mind, idiots. <sighs> is that okay to say? Maybe not. I take that back. That's over Catholic. Vipers. Yeah, come on. I knew you were my sisters. There it is. So I will prove to you, you vipers, that the Son of Man has the, here it is, authority. Someone say authority. Woo! Open your hands like this and say it. Say authority. So I will prove to you, you vipers, that the Son of Man has authority on earth. On earth, not just heaven on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, breakthrough is spoken, verse 11, stand up, pick up your mat and go home. Jesus spoke and he was healed. He spoke and healing came. In my life, I have experienced healing. I have experienced physical healing, miraculously in a moment. I was a teenager working at a summer camp and I was doing the go-karts. I never should have been there. I didn't know what I was doing. And some cute boy told me to pull the governor while I'm riding the go-kart because it'll make me go faster. And I wanted to be cool and impress the cute boy working at the go-karts with me at this Christian camp. Pastor's kids were crazy. And so I'm driving this go-kart. It's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. It's been sitting out in the 100-degree sun all day, and the engine's been revving. And I went to grab the governor that some cute boy told me where it was, and said I put my hand on the motor. And it, like, stuck. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That kind of burn. And that thing was bad, and immediately they wrapped up, and we're getting ready to take me to the hospital. I was in my, my dorm cabin, getting ready to go, and I just prayed. You know, the simple prayer of faith. Ask God to heal it, and the pain started lusting. And that night before we went, we unraveled it, and my hand was 100% back to normal. I've experienced the miraculous healing power of God. I've experienced emotional healing. That one took a while. That one was a process. That one was messy. That one had days and moments where I was like, Lord, I sure hope you're doing something. And if, and if you're not, I better stay inside today. A little danger to society. Y'all know what I'm talking about? 
I've experienced a process of healing and I've experienced immediate healing. But this is what I know. This is what I know to be true. That when you get in the presence of Jesus and you give his word permission in your life, in your situation, you will not be the same. Because even if it is a process of healing, God is so big and so great that when you speak his name and you use his word over your situation, heaven can't help but respond. Heaven can't help but get things in motion. So you might not see with your natural eyes yet what you need to see, but I just want you to know, someone here today, there is a situation that has been in the test of time. That is prophetic for someone here this morning. You are in a situation that is in the middle of the test of time. And I want you to know, I don't know when and I don't know how, but my sister, I'm here to tell you, don't grow weary in your well-doing. Don't you dare grow weary in your prayers and your faith and your believing. Because every time you pray, every time you give him permission, every single time you put his word on that situation, there are things in heaven that are moving and the breakthrough is being positioned and it's not here yet, but it's coming. And when it comes, it'll be strong, fully formed, and fully giving all the glory to God. He does it. Can I beg you this morning, can I petition you to not settle in your place of lack? Please, this is not the heart of God for you. I went through something privately a couple of years ago, and those closest to me who knew what I was going through, they see me today and they say, Hannah, I can't believe you have more faith than before. You have more joy than before. You have more peace than before. And I can say, I know, I don't know how. I had moments where my physical body was trembling. I didn't know what to do, but I am here to tell you that in the middle of breakthrough, you will experience the God who will uphold you. And you will look back at what you walked through and you'll be able to say, the lions could not bite me. The fire could not hurt me. The religious could not tear me, but I have experienced a God who will uphold me. And that is your promise. That is your promise. Breakthrough. When God does breakthrough, woo, others will be amazed at your joy, at your peace, at your faith. And we know this because the word of God tells us, Mark chapter 2. And the man jumped up grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. And they were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. If you believe the word of the Lord this morning, let me hear an amen, amen, and amen. Pastor Karen.